Um, correction, command, and change. Correction, command, and change. When, when you and I recognize that we can be corrected by the Lord, we have the ability to, uh, to take that correction in our own life and to speak it out and, and command our life according to the Word of God. And when we command our life according to the Word of God, we can change our life. And so uh, we're going to just apply this tonight as the Spirit of God would have us, have us to. So uh, Hebrews chapter 12, let's start reading in verse number uh, 5. Hebrews 12 and 5. If you're there, say amen. amen. And you have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not the chastening, the correction, the chastening, the tutorage of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, he corrects, he, he uh, parents, and he scourgeth every son, every daughter, every child whom he receiveth. If you endure chastening, correction, then God dealeth with you as with sons, as his children. For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? But if you be without chastisement, whereof all of you are partakers, then are you bastards, you're spurious, you're illegitimate, and not sons. Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us and gave them reverence. Shall we not much more be rather in subjection unto the Father of spirits and live? For verily, for they verily are a few days chastened us, but after their own pleasure. But He, God the Father, for our profit, He chastens us, He corrects us for our profit, that we might be partakers of His holiness. Now no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. Wherefore, lift up the hands which hang down and the feeble knees and make straight paths for your feet, lest they which be lame be turned out of the way, but rather let it be healed, let it be made whole. Brother Donnie, would you pray? Lord, thank you for this word that comes freely out of heaven into our lives, Lord. Thank you for that anointing that comes with it, Lord. Yes. Amen and amen. Thank you, Brother Donnie. Thank you for honoring the Word. Um, so, as, as we look at this, this, the Scriptures here, you know, we, we uh, think about what we were singing, how we were worshiping the Lord. We, we need to decree that God, our Father, that He is working in our lives. He is correcting us. That's what chastisement simply means. It means to correct us. Well, thank God that He loves me enough to meet me where I'm at and then to pull me along with Him, to, to lift me up in Him. And so uh, uh, He said that He wanted to work in my life. He wanted to bring correction in my life that would be for my profit. In other words, for me to move forward, for me to expand in the things of God, for me to grow in the will of God, for me to be what it was 
destined for me to be, for you to be what it was destined for you to be from the foundation of the world, then we have to recognize and realize we are, uh, we weren't born perfect in the natural. We're born again perfect in the spirit, but where our soul still has to be renewed. Our body still has to be brought under subjection. And so there's some things that you and I don't know. Uh, we know it in our spirit, but we don't know it in our soul yet. And so he needs to come into our life and work, and we want to allow him to do that. Amen? And so when we recognize that he can change uh, everything about the way we understand things. See, understanding is the key. What we were talking and what the Lord wanted to do tonight about relationships. Uh, if we don't understand each other, we can't appreciate one another. But if, but if we can understand uh, uh, how we feel about one another because of what the Lord has done in us and through us, then we develop an appreciation. We develop an understanding that's stronger. And so... Uh, that, that's part of this chastisement, this correction. But uh, I, I just want us to, to, to concentrate on that part about in uh, verse 11. It says, Now no chastening or correction, chastisement, tutorage, uh, uh, is in the present seemeth to be joyous but grievous. Nevertheless, uh, afterward it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness. So when we hear from the Lord and we, we accept His correction... Uh, I want you to see that it's not that you're being made righteous in the spirit, but things are being made right in your soul. Things are being made right in your in your body. In other words, the word of God it changes you. You know, Psalms one hundred seven twenty says He sent His word and healed us. That word, when we hear it, when it corrects us, it brings healing to our uh, to our body, but it brings a renewing to our soul and it and enables us to walk higher than we've ever walked. It enables us to be what He uh, has destined us to be from the foundation of the world, and so. Uh, but w- we've got to see that we need correction. We're not perfect. Have you ever talked to somebody? And, and you know, I think back on some of the things I said when I was young. You know, and, and I, it embarrasses me to death because I thought I actually knew something when I didn't know anything. Can you relate? You know, and, and so uh, w- we need to know that that we're not perfect. We're complete to this moment. But in the next moment, we need to be completed again by the Word of God. And so uh, that shows that we are humble. And God said when we would humble ourselves under His mighty hand, He would exalt us, right? And so that, that's our confidence. And so I want us to see some things. How can I uh, come into correction? How can I come into completion of what the Lord would have for me? Only by the Word. Jesus Christ is that Word. And He's that Word that is looking at my life. See, see, you and I, if we're not careful, we'll examine our life by what the world says. We'll examine our life by what some man might say. We'll examine our life by what we have or what we don't have or where we live or where we don't live. But we've got to examine our life by the Word of God. That's what will be the final determining factor on your success or my success or your failure or my failure. Without the Word, we will fail. And so I need to see that God wants to correct me, but the only way He can correct me is I've got to get in this Bible. I've got to open up this Bible and let the Spirit of God show me where I'm at, show me the mirror of the truth, and then allow this Word to impart into my life the plan and the will of God to move forward. 
Amen. So, 2 Timothy chapter 3. Let's look at very familiar verses of Scripture. uh, Verse number 16 and 17. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16 says, All Scripture. Aren't you glad that it's all? All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. In other words, everything in this book is breathed by God. He breathed it out. He moved on 40-something authors... Uh, men, uh, God, Jesus being the author and the finisher of our faith, but he breathed on them and over a period of 1,600 years, and this is how we got our Bible. Uh, and, and so all the Scripture, I need all of it. I can't just depend on uh, what Scripture I like because I'm like you. I've got my favorite verses that I love to read and I love to hold on to and thank God for those. But sometimes I need to get into some Scripture that is challenging to me that shows me where I'm at and where I need to go, amen? Because if I just read what I like, what I've accomplished, what I'm comfortable in, what has pruned and purged me, then I'll never grow. But if I'll come in and I'll, uh, you know, like fertilizer, you you take triple 13, you take 10, 20, 10, you take uh, different types of fertilizer to get different results. Well, you and I, we need different amount of word in different time of our life for correction. Now, I, I want you to think about this. Now, notice it says, All Scripture is given by the inspiration of God is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction. Mark that down in your mind's eye. For instruction in righteousness. So God's Word will bring correction in our life. Now, I, you're going to get a kick out of this, or at least I did in the Spirit. I was When I was studying this out in my heart, uh, this word correction, it means to straighten up. And I thought, my goodness, um, my parents... Uh, they didn't know when they were looking at me and say, boy, you better straighten up, that they were talking Bible. They, they didn't know they were talking Bible, but they were because everything that we get that's good, whether we know it or not, it comes from this Word. It comes from Jesus. Amen? And so I don't know how many times in my life I heard, you better straighten up, boy. Well, I needed something, though, more than just part of their interpretation of it. I needed a... Uh, an ability to straighten up. I needed to know not just to straighten up, but I need to know how to straighten up. What makes me straighten up? In other words, what makes me walk straight? This Bible. Because it's Jesus. Jesus, He said, I am the way. I'm the truth. I am the life. Amen. He said, no man, no woman, no boy, no girl comes unto the Father but through Him. But He said, I am the straight and narrow path. So I can walk when I get into this Bible. I can walk straight. I can straighten up. I can allow this Word to change some things in my life. Look what He promised. He said that the man of God, no gender intended, mankind, uh, man and woman, that they may be perfect. They can be complete. So what you and I have got to stop doing, we've got to stop talking about uh, all the areas that the devil wants to magnify before our eyes that we lack, and we come back and say, "Uh uh-uh, devil, I am being led by the Spirit of God in the Word of God. I'm going to let that Word correct me, show me where I'm at. I'm going to allow that Word to straighten me up where I can look into heaven and I can see Jesus Christ on the right hand of the Father. I can see Him praying for me. I can see Him operating uh, His angels to to move and minister in my life. I can see His will uh, being delivered unto my life and all of these things. I'm going to look into that and I'm going to say what the Word says, that I can be complete that I can be available to God the Father for every good work. Amen? There is no good work that is going to be uh, 
coming past me or coming down my path that I cannot do because God said I could. Amen? And when you and I get that mindset, see, that's part of this correction, commanding, and change. We start changing our life because we start changing our mind. We start renewing our mind to the truth of the Word of God. Now, let's look at an example about this. Now, remember, he said all Scripture, not part of it, but all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction. Now, because we're talking about correction. All of these are good and all of these are important. But we're talking about chastisement. We're talking about correction tonight. So all Scripture is what I need that would cause me to straighten up. So let's look at an example of one of my favorite stories in the Bible. Go to Luke chapter uh, 13, I believe it is. And let's see something. In Luke chapter 13, starting in verse 10, Luke 13, 10, it says, And he, Jesus, was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity eighteen years, and was bowed together, and could in no wise lift up herself. And when Jesus saw her, he called to her and said, Jesus said, Jesus is always talking. Amen. He's speaking. He is God's Word. Jesus, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. The Word is Jesus. So Jesus, He speaks. He speaks. So all Scripture is given. It's inspired by God. And it's given for correction. It's Remember, the word correction means to straighten up. So here this lady is. She's bowed over. And Jesus saw her and He called her to Him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loosed from thy infirmity. He spoke it out. He spoke it out. Now, there she is. She was 18 years. She was bowed over, uh, probably from this arthritic condition, whatever it might have been. Uh, we, we, in the sense, we know it's a spirit, but we know that how spirits manifest themselves in different uh, situations and circumstances. But he, he spoke it out. Now, you and I, we've got to learn that, that there's some things that we need to say, and then there's some things that we need to do. Amen? And so, God, he, he always, as He worked through Jesus, as He worked through the disciples, the apostles, He always had a word, but He always had a, a, an action with it. Amen? And so notice what Jesus did. Verse 13, And He laid His hands on her, and immediately she was made straight. Okay, that word straight, that's the same uh, connotation of what we're talking about. She uh, straightened up because of the word. So he spoke the word. The word is Isaiah ten twenty seven. The words of the Lord destroys yokes. And he spoke those words out. And that word was anointed. But then he laid his hands on her. And the anointing flowed in her. Not only by word, but by works. And so that's what you and I got to see. Jesus said for us to go into all the world. And, and then we could lay hands on the sick. So we see words and works. So all the Word of God, all of it, is a, it's for instruction in righteousness. It's for correction. It's to make things that's wrong, things that's bad. See, the devil wants to keep everybody bowed over where they can't see the good things of God. They can't see the, the promises of God, the, the goodness of God. Because I don't know about you, but when the devil's working uh, in and around my life, I have a hard time looking up. I'm looking at the ground because I'm... He's telling me I need to go back to the ground where I come from. All of these things that are 
uh, very destructive and very discouraging. And, and so you and I, we've got to be in the place now. I, I can't hear that word because it's the words of God that are breathed, that, that, that are spirit in our life, that, that, that change me. He said that if I would listen to the Father of Spirits, that it would bring life to me. Remember what we read there in Hebrews chapter 12. That life is the zoe, the God kind of life. Jesus said that I want you to have life and have it more abundantly. I want you to have the God kind of life. And so the way that I, that you, uh, that anybody that chooses to can have the God kind of life is we've got to come back and see that we need this Bible. We need this Word. If we'll take hold of this Word, it will bring the promises of God into our life. But I've got to be in that place where I have a heart for that. So can you see this? Can you see her all bent over? And, and, And Jesus commands her to straighten up. So you and I, if we've got situations in our family, in our own life, but in our own family, our own friends, as far as our authority goes, we have the ability to speak the Word to see things corrected. We have the ability to command. We have the ability then to see change. Amen? See, Jesus, he saw this while he's there teaching. There's no doubt because he said, I only do what I see my Father do. So he, he's, he's looking and listening into heaven. And as he's looking and listening into heaven, then he speaks that word out and then he does the work, the action. Amen? So this is an example. This is for you and I. This is what we need to do in our life, in our relationships. Things that are not right, we need to stand on the Word of God and let the Word be glorified. Let the Word be sown. Let people's lives uh, forever be changed. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 6. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 23. Proverbs chapter 6. Look at this promise. For the commandment is a lamp. Now mark this down in your Bible. We know what Psalms 119, 130 says about the the entrance of God's Word gives light. Alright? So notice this. For the commandment is a lamp and the law is light and reproofs of instruction, of chastisement uh, uh, are the way of life or the way to life. So... You and I, we have this Bible, and, and every one of us, we have a general idea of what this Bible says. And because we're here in America, we have been blessed that uh, uh, until the last 50 years or so, uh, as we see the nation turning, th- this Bible, it produced, it was a lamp over our nation. In other words, everybody in this nation, they had the opportunity to see the hand of God. They had the opportunity to see Jesus. It was a general lamp. But for those believers, for those who uh, were willing to receive correction, chastisement, that were willing to come uh, and, and see things that were wrong made right, to come into the ways of life, then they were able to take the word personally. And it wouldn't just a lamp. See, if I had a lamp sitting here, this lamp would just light in all directions according to the globe that was on it, right? But I can pick up a flashlight and I can direct it into a certain area. And that's what he's talking about right here. This Bible is shining everywhere. But when I open up the Bible and let the Spirit of God shine it into my life, it becomes a flashlight. It becomes something that's directed. For the commandment is a lamp and the law is a light. In other words, what is this Bible trying to say to me by the Spirit of God right now tonight? What is God wanting to pinpoint? 
What is God wanting to illuminate like he's never saw before? Every one of you, you've opened the Bible and you've read a scripture and you've read that scripture a thousand times. But all of a sudden there's one word. One word like there's a flashlight shining on it. That's the Spirit of God illuminating that to you, to me, for this moment of time to correct us, to, in, uh, to build faith, to lose faith, to, to take us to that next place in the will and the plan of God. Amen? But he said right here, notice, and the reproofs of instruction or, 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 or correction are the way of life, the way to life. In other words, if, if I'm not in the place where God's correcting me, I'm not stepping into the fullness of life that He has for me. Because I'm, I'm to be changed from glory to glory. So the more I look into the glory of the Lord, the more I'm going to be changed. And so don't let the devil tell you, oh, you're never going to get there. We got a promise. The sounding of the trumpet, we're going to put off this flesh. We're going to put on a full glorified body that's going to have unlimited knowledge and unlimited ability to be able to worship God. So that's going to happen. But in the meantime, you and I, we're growing. We're working, we're developing into to something that God would, would have for us. And, and we've got to be willing to accept that. Amen? Amen. Now, go over to Proverbs 12 and 1. Proverbs 12 and 1. Whoso, or whosoever, have you, you know, whoso loveth instruction, whoever loveth chastisement, correction, loveth knowledge. But he that hateth reproof is brutish. So, you and I, we've got to be in the place where, uh, the, the, you know, Paul warned the, the church in the New Testament. He said, look out for those Cretans, those Cretes. Remember? He said, they're, they're brutish. In other words, they, they can't think like uh, God made humans to think. They think like in a lower level of, an, uh, of, of a beast, uh, of, of an animal. And see, that's what the devil's trying to do to the world right now, especially here in America. He's trying to lower everybody's ability and they're thinking not in what God has gave them, but they're thinking in a beastly attitude. They're thinking in a, in a level that is so low that they can't understand normal, simple things. It's a scary thing to see people's eyes become darkened. And so the, 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 the church has got to stand up and say, I rebuke this spirit. I rebuke this lying spirit, this deceitful spirit. And, and I'm going to stand in the place of correction of the Lord in my own life. And everything that I receive, Jesus said freely that when we, what we've received freely we can give out. So if we freely receive correction, if we freely receive uh, the, the, the words of righteousness into our life, then guess what? You and I are going to freely give those things out. It's not that we have to look for an opportunity to give them out. It isn't, it isn't something that we have to search for in words. It's just your manifest presence. Now, God may use you in words at times, but I want you to know that you have a greater impact in my life when I just watch you. I mean, I just watch you, and it blesses me. It helps me. And so can you imagine how much it helps somebody who's on the outside? That's powerful. That's why people will come to you. And then they'll want to talk to you about something. Amen? we got something going on. Amen? The Lord is up to something. He's doing some things in our life. Go over to the 15th chapter, 1532. Proverbs 1532. He that refuseth instruction or correction, 
Same word, chastisement. He that refuses this despiseth his own soul. Now think about that. See, there, there was times when I thought I knew everything and, and I didn't listen. I thought I was being smart, but I was being dumb. I can think back to some of the things that my grandpa told me and if I had it all to do over, but I don't. But guess what? I can help somebody else not to make those same mistakes. Amen? We can love them to the point where... Uh, see, the, the greatest correction that ever worked in my life is when uh, the people around me loved me enough to keep loving me when I didn't deserve it. Amen. That's what changes people. It's not those words, well, I told you so. Or when all hell come against and everything fell apart, said, well... I tried to tell you, you're getting what you deserved. Thank God we don't get what we deserve, amen? Thank God He's working in our life. But when somebody loved me enough that they held my hand and they helped wipe my tears because I chose, I had refused instruction, I would refused correction, I, I, I didn't deem how worthy it was, amen? So you and I, because we have received this same grace and this same love to be able to operate in this, we have the opportunity to give it out. And we've got to stand strong in that. We've got to say what God says. Your flesh is wanting to judge somebody. Your flesh is wanting to condemn somebody. But you say, uh-uh. Freely I've received instruction. Freely I'm going to give instruction out. Freely I have been forgiven. Freely I'm going to be able to give out that forgiveness. Freely the grace of God is operating in my life. And I'm going to let that grace come in to put somebody else in a power position uh, that will uh, change their attitude. Attitudes. Attitudes needs to be changed. It has to be touched by the Spirit of God. Amen? So you and I, we see what the Word says. The Word says, if I refuse it, I am despising my own soul. But he that heareth repute getteth understanding. You and I, we've got to walk around and we just got to thank the Lord. Lord, I have understanding. I am gaining understanding moment by moment by the Word of God. Come on, I'm, I'm hearing instruction. I'm being changed. I'm being corrected. And as you and I get into that mindset and that mentality, all of a sudden, that takes us to the place where we're able to uh, be used by the Lord to see things change, not only in our life, but in those that God is placing in us. Amen? Uh, Proverbs 29 and 15 and 16 says, Proverbs 29 15, The rod and the reproof give wisdom, but a child left to himself brings his mother to shame. Uh, you and I, we've got to recognize and realize that we are spiritual parents to people. They can't be left alone. We can't give up. You know, sometimes you, uh, you, know, you say something uh, under the anointing to someone you know, I've known people that have talked, Donna's talked to me under the anointing so many times, and I, I, I couldn't hear it because my flesh was screaming and yelling. The devil was working, uh, uh, but she didn't stop. You know, you and I, we can't stop. We've got we've to keep talking. We've got to recognize that I am responsible for other people. We're the family of God. And because God first loved us and worked in our life, He wants to use us and work in other people's lives. And so we need to be willing and we need to be in the place where we don't be weary in well-doing. You know, he, uh, Brother Mark read that verse, Galatians 6, uh, 8, 9 this morning. 
All right, notice what he said. The, the rod and the reproof give wisdom, but a child left to himself bringeth his mother to shame. Verse 16, when the wicked are multiplied, transgression increaseth, but the, righteousness, the, but the righteous shall see their fall. And that's what we've got to do right now. As a nation, if we're not careful, the, the church is starting to give up. They're, they're starting to say, well, evil is abounding more and more. Uh, we, we, we've got lawlessness and we've got all these things happening and, and, and we start coming in agreement with defeat. We can't come in agreement with defeat. We serve an overcoming Jesus. We, he, he saved us for a divine destiny. And so right now we, we know uh, uh, that there's some things happening. We understand that. And, 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 it, and transgression and, and darkness is, is trying to, to try to impede righteousness is trying to to grow but you and i've got to stand up and shout what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong uh for seven years the the our wonderful government has been trying to get uh, uh the ability to to abort babies in a more open and a more free way and our president trump for four years, he fought that. Every year it come up, and he fought it all four years, and he stood against it. Well, the so-called president uh, signed it, and and starting next, starting let's see, what's all of it? Starting Saturday, starting this past Saturday, uh, if you want an abortion, all you got to do is send off of it for the mail, and they'll mail you the abortion pill to your house. Not only will they mail it to your house, but you will pay for it. What did we just read? In, in, in this scripture, it says, when the wicked are multiplied, transgression increases. So, Here's what we've got to do. We've got to say, Lord, I see that darkness is on the horizon. I see the devil is making disciples. But you defeated the devil on Calvary. And I'm going to be in line with you and your word. And if the devil can make disciples in a way that seemingly is going to increase, how much more can the God of all living use his church to make disciples? Amen? In the name of Jesus, I speak against this transgression. In the name of Jesus, I come against this darkness. In the name of Jesus, I say what God says. Let there be light. Uh, let, let, let the, let, I'm not just going to be under the lamp, but I'm going to be used by God to be that pinpoint, that light, that flashlight that will point on situations and circumstances where darkness will flee. Darkness will not fight the light. It runs from the light because it's afraid of the light. Amen? And you and I, we are the light of the world and we need to shine and point on what they're doing. We need to get in the situation where we say, our God is greater. I'm not going to come in agreement with defeat. I'm not going to come in agreement with death. I'm going to stand strong and let God do what only He can do. Amen? All right. Now, let's look at some things. Go with me to Job 22. I've never preached on this verse because I have a problem with Job. Because um, now just because something's in the Bible, you know, there's words in this Bible that are not true in the sense that man said some things or when it's not God talking. Now, I don't want to confuse somebody, but, but you know, when God's talking, everything's true. But then you've got 
man where they're saying how they feel and then the word of God will take remember David you look all through the Psalms where David's got his complaints before the Lord well those complaints are not necessarily the truth right but then all of a sudden and when he gets along with the Lord his whole attitude his whole his, his whole direction changes okay so so anyway that's why I had a problem with Job because you got 38 chapters of Job had three friends who were just yakety yakety yak, and, and uh, he had one that God didn't reprove. But anyway, so I, but I, but the but the Lord said, you know, you can't throw out everything just because you have a problem with it. So I'm just telling you. So you you do with what you will. But in Job twenty two twenty eight, look what uh, one of his friends said. Job twenty two twenty eight, thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon thy ways. Now, so, in other words, you and I, what we say is what we're going to get. So, when you decree a thing, when you, this word decree, it means to rise up. So, in other words, your words, my words, they are seed that rise things up. They, 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 just like a, a plant uh, comes from a seed and, and then it rises up, it grows. And so that's what he's saying. We need to make sure that what we're decreeing, what we're saying is the Word of God. And so when we decree, when we speak what the Word says, uh, it will be established in your life and my life. So I, in other words, I receive correction from the Lord and then all of a sudden I recognize that I have the ability to command uh, what God's will and plan is in my life. Jesus, when he said that you shall ask anything in my name, and he said, I will do it, that the Father will be glorified. We've we got to see that, that that word ask also is a Greek word uh, that can be translated demand. In other words, command. You and I, we're not commanding or demanding anything of God, but we need to tell the devil, get your hands off my finances. Get your hands off my body. Get your hands off my marriage. Get your hand, you know, in the name of Jesus. In other words, we, we decree a thing. We, we come in agreement with what God said. God said, I was blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Ephesians 1, 4. God can't lie, right? So I need to say what God says because the devil wants me to stay spiritually bankrupt. But we're not going to stay spiritually bankrupt because we're going to receive the Word of God and we're going to say it. So, so I need to see that he said that when I would decree a thing, it would be established and the light shall shine upon thy ways. So, in other words, I, I, I want you to see this in the Spirit. You say something in the dark time of life. You, you, you know, you're, you're, you're in pain and you say, pain, you have no part in my body in the name of Jesus. Okay, there's a darkness there, Right? Or, or your heart is hurting because of a, a situation or a relationship. Darkness is there. But you decree what God says in that dark time. And then the light of the law of the Word, Jesus Christ, it shines on it. And, and then darkness has to flee, right? So, so we've, got to, we've got to stand strong in what we know. Now, uh, you know, we've covered it a, a thousand times. He, he preached on it this morning. Mark eleven twenty two. How the God kind of faith... And then Mark eleven twenty three, out of the mouth of Jesus, this is the second witness, the New Testament version of this. He said that you shall have whatsoever you saith. Amen. Put that up there, would you, brother uh, Ryan? Uh, Mark eleven twenty three. 
For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. So all I have to do is, uh, I don't have much confidence in my own words, but I've got all confidence in this word. So if I'm saying what the Bible says, if I'm saying what uh, the Spirit of God is speaking into my heart, what the Spirit of God is speaking into your heart, if you say that, then you you got to believe that you're doing what Job twenty two twenty eight says. You're decreeing a thing. You're, you're shining the light. In other words, you're saying what God says, and then God will give you more Scripture that will uh, that will be a second witness, a third witness to that, and you're shining more light on it. You're, you're building it up. You're making it stronger and stronger. And and, uh, and you're, in other words, you're shoring up what the enemy would want it to to do uh, to stop that. Amen. So you've got to believe it, though. You you you've got to feed your faith. I got to feed my faith. Sometimes I've got to just be quiet because I don't have faith to say what God's saying. But that's okay. I just I just say, Lord, when when you get that in abundance in me, then I open my mouth and I'll be able to speak it. Amen. I'll be able. To, to, because I'm receiving the correction, I'll be able to command it. I'll be able to speak it out of my own life. And so we, we, we need to see that, that God created us to be just like Him. Every one of us. He wants us to be just like Him. So if God, uh, Hebrews 11 and 3 tells us that everything that you and I see, it was created here by the power of God's Word. Jesus. So God, in other words, spoke out Jesus. He spoke out the Word and everything that you and I see here. So in our own life, I want to tell you there's some things that I'm dealing with that I spoke out that I created in the negative that I'm having to deal with that I don't like. But guess what? God's Word is the Word that has all power, all authority, that will have the final say. And so I've got to stand on it and see some things. That's why He told Jeremiah, Jeremiah 1.12, he said, I will hasten to perform my word. But what did he tell him before that? He said, you've got to learn how to tear down and build up. So there's things in my life I've got to tear down that I'd built by the devil's words, by my own misunderstanding, my own thoughts. And so now I need to do this. I need to speak to those mountains, tear those things down, and then build up what God is wanting to do in my life. That, that's how I receive correction. That's how I start commanding. Now, let, let, let's, let's see an example. Go back to Job. I believe it's Job 38. Now, this is God talking to Job, and he's bringing some correction to him. Uh, he's, uh, it says in verse 1, Then the Lord answered Job out of a, a whirlwind out of a hurricane and said, but drop down for sake of time to verse 12. Job 38, 12. God asked Job, he said, Has thou commanded the morning since thy days and caused the day spring to know his place? In other words, he said, God said, I talk to the sun and it rises. But who's the day star in the Christian's life? Jesus. We need to make sure Jesus is raised up in our own life. We exalt Him 
above our situation, above our feelings. We cause Jesus to, to come across shining in our life. Shine on darkness. Amen? We have that ability because we are, you are a spirit that has the ability to speak. Think about none of God's creation. Yes, I know the stars and, 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 and all of that in a limited sense. There is a sound going out from them. But God made you a spirit that has the ability to speak like he speaks. That is so special. In other words, you can come in agreement with him. You have free will. I have free will. We can come in agreement with the devil. But if we come in agreement with God, we can speak. Now, put your hand right here on your Adam's apple. Say something, anything you want to say, Jesus. Okay, you feel that vibration? Okay, every word has its own vibration, either positive or negative. And so you and I, when we say the words of the Lord, it has the creative force, that vibration on it that, that goes out throughout all the universe and it gathers what is needed to be in your life to create what you said. Your words, my words. See, so many times I blame God for things and I didn't think God was answering prayer. I didn't think God was working in my life. But I had His hands tied because I was speaking out a vibration that was of the devil, that was negative, that was not of faith, but was in direct opposition to what He was wanting to do. And so all the holy angels that... Those... Now, can we just... It's just us here tonight, and we ain't going anywhere So, uh, as far as on the Internet. So, uh, Jesus said in, in uh, Matthew 18.10, He said that your angels always behold the face of the Father, right? All right. So, we know that, that everything that is good, that the devil, he counteracts that with something negative. And so, uh, I, uh, when you and I, when we speak the Word of God... Uh, I, the, the, the angels, they have to act according to the Word of God. That's, remember, that's what the Bible says, Psalms 103.20. They only hearken to the Word of God. So when you and I come in agreement and we speak, when we decree and declare the Word of God, they're put on notice. But those angels that are monitoring our life, they're of God. But think about the negative angels of the devil that are monitoring your life and my life. They only hearken to so they're listening to that other frequency, that destructive frequency. And so remember we talked about where the Apostle Paul said uh, that you and I were more than conquerors. We were super Nicano. We were super victorious. And the way that we are is that we realize that out of the mouth of Jesus, he said, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. That, In other words, what it's saying from the Greek is, and we've talked about it so many times, if you have needed something, God will create it. He will go out all throughout the eons of time, the universe, and bring into your life. Well, we need to learn how to be corrected. We need to learn how to command. Because if not, the devil will do the negative part of that in our life. So we want to stand strong on what the Word says. Amen? And we want to let the Word create what God would have for us. So here, he's, he's talking to Job uh, under the Old Covenant. And, and he said, have you done any of this commanding? Right? And notice what happens. 
verse 13, that it might take hold of the ends of the earth and that the wicked might be shaken out of it. So you and I, we need to be in a place in a situation where we say, I can raise the day star. I can raise the, 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 the Jesus Christ in my life by what I speak. I can command my day. I can command my morning. And in the name of Jesus, every demon in hell, every plan of the devil is going to be shaken out of my life. This is the day the Lord has made. I will be glad. I will rejoice in the Lord. Amen. I'm going to be glad in Him. I'm going to rejoice in Him. And every uh, weapon that is formed against me, it shall not in the name of Jesus prosper. Come on, in the name of Jesus, I cast the wicked out of it. And so when we learn how to command these things, all of a sudden uh, we shortchange, we stop, we hinder, we limit uh, and, and, and the, the very working of what the devil wants to do. Amen? Alright. So, We've got to see how to put it into practice. And the way we do it is we look at what our Father done. And we say, I can be like my Father. Remember what the, John the Beloved said. In, he said that as Jesus is, so are we in the earth. Now, thank God what it's going to be like in heaven. But in the earth right now. I, I, I've, got to, I've got to see that. I've got to put that in, into into practice. Okay, so I hear the Word of God. It brings correction. I hear the Word of God, and it inspires me to speak. And, and when I speak what God says, it, it starts bringing the command of the Lord. And when the command of the Lord goes forth, then it has the opportunity to bring change. Change. And see, the devil wants us to think because some things look like they're dead, some things look like that they've always been that way and they're always going to be that way that they can't be changed. And that's not true. Because you and I, we were walking dead people. But now we're alive. Amen? All right, so let's look at the example of Jesus. Go with me to the New Testament. And we've we, we seen there where Jesus spoke to the lady and, and her life was changed. But let's, let's, uh, let's see where in John chapter 11... Where Jesus done some speaking. And it doesn't matter how dead things look, they can be changed. In John chapter 11, look at verse number 11. It says, These things saith he, and after that he saith unto them, Our friend Lazarus, this is Jesus talking about Lazarus, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that I may awake him out of sleep. So, uh, Jesus, is he's wanting to show his disciples, he's wanting to show us uh, the power of word. And he's wanting us to, to see things the way that he sees them. Um, they don't understand it. You know, they say in verse 12, Then said his disciples, Lord, if he sleep, he shall do well. Howbeit Jesus spake of his death, but they thought he had spoken of taking rest in sleep. Then said Jesus unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. So uh, we've got to see that there is a reality in our lives uh, without Jesus. Jesus is not there. And the reality is Lazarus is dead. So in other words, you're having a problem in your life. You're having a problem in your family. You're having a problem on your job or whatever. Without Jesus there, that's just the way it is. 
But all of a sudden, when we learn how to receive correction and we learn how to command according to the Word of God and we shine Jesus on that, we put the light on that, then all of a sudden, we don't have to have what we're dealing with. We can let Jesus bring life to it. Amen? You know this story very well. But he said, And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there to the intent that you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go unto him. See, we go through things and situations and circumstances uh, that will always, if we're walking with the Lord, it'll make us grow. It'll give us favor in the sight and the eyes of the Lord. It'll help us to trust him more and more. Now, drop down. I want to read it, even though you know it. Uh, look what Jesus said. He, he, he said, in the, starting in the last part of verse 41, he, he said, Father, I thank Thee that Thou hast heard me. See, what did Jesus say? He said that whatsoever you shall say, you shall have. In Job it said, decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee. So, Jesus said, Father, I thank you that you've heard me. So we got to be in the place and the position that we recognize, and I'm talking to myself, that God hears everything I say. Sometimes it's really hard for me to be quiet when I'm feeling negative and, 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 and discouraged and disheartened and all of those things, but I need to just, just to be quiet. I just need to... To, to, to be in that place. And I need to say, I know that God's hearing me. So I want to say what enables, empowers, what allows God to do what He wants to do in my life. Amen? So notice what He said. Verse 42. And I knew that thou hearest me always. Because you're a child of God. So, so many times the devil convinced me because I didn't have doodads running up and down my arm. That God didn't hear me. It's not that's that's feelings. Thank God for feelings sometimes. But God always hears his children because I, I was in the mentality that I was trying to get my prayer into heaven. No, I'm trying to understand that the Father is right here inside of me. Jesus said that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit would come and abide within me. John fourteen. I'm not trying to get my prayer into heaven. I'm trying to get my flesh to shut up, my mind to be still, where I can commune with the Father in this intimacy, this appreciation that the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom, pardon me, the kingdom of God abides within me, within you. Amen? Luke 17, 20 and 21. All right. And I know that thou hearest me always, but because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. Now notice this. And when he had thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. So that's what we've got to do. We've got to say, I want the things of God to come forth. I, I want those things that seemingly look dead. Those things that seemingly look hopeless. I want to speak the word over them. I want to I will receive the correction. I want the instruction in righteousness. I want to be able to be touched by the, the, the zoe, the God kind of life that we read there in Hebrews chapter 12. And I want to command it out of my own life. And I want to take responsibility. You realize for years I blamed God for things because I, out of ignorance. 
It wasn't the Lord's fault. It was my fault. But I didn't know. Thank God for grace. Thank God for mercy. But I, 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 I would still be without. If you don't know what this Bible says, it doesn't matter how saved you are. It doesn't matter how much grace is there for you or I. If we don't know what the Bible says, we'll never be able to access it. Okay, so take home with you tonight that you have the uh, uh, ability, like Jesus did, because you are, as he was in the earth, to, to hear from the Lord by his Spirit and, and see what needs to be corrected, what needs to be adjusted in your life, in your family's life, in your situation. And then you can stand and you can say what God said and you can see it come to life. You can see it manifested. Amen? Amen. And you can do that in the midst of when there's all other sorts of voices that are talking against what God is saying to you. You you can become deaf to them and not hear them and just hear what God says. I want to close with this thought. This is uh, just a cute little thought, but I think it will bring the point home. There's two frogs. They come together on this trail in the forest. And as they come together on this trail, they look at each other. And as they look at each other, they're not watching where they're walking. And all of a sudden, they fall into a deep pit. And so these two frogs are in this deep pit. And they're, uh, they're screaming and hollering. And it attracts these uh, other frogs. And these other frogs, they're gathered around that pit and they're looking at them. And all of these frogs are, are, are having negative things to say. And, and so these two frogs that are in the pit, they're jumping, trying to get out. And as they're jumping and trying to get out, uh, the, the one that was jumping the hardest, he, he would look and he would, he would see the, the look on the other frog's face and he would, he would hear the words. And their words were, you might as well lay down and die. You're not getting out of there. You're wasting your time. There is no way that you can ever have the ability to jump that far to get out of there. And as that frog kept hearing those words, he just simply laid down and died. And there was another frog that was there with him that had fell in, and he just kept jumping and jumping. No matter how tired he got, no matter how much his body was hurting, uh, he, he, he kept looking at at the people and they were moving their arms and they were just, they're very animated, the other frogs. I say people, but the other frogs. And, and so directly he got a burst of energy and he jumped out of that hole. And when he got out of that hole, uh, all the other frogs were just in amazement. And, and one frog come over to him and realized that he was deaf and signed to the frog and said, how did you manage to get out of that? And he said, I saw y'all cheering me on and it just kept encouraging me so much that I was able to jump out. Don't listen to the world. The world will cause you to lay down and die. But you, through Jesus, you can jump out of any pit because Jesus went to the deepest pit of all that we could be free. Amen? So let's learn not to look not to listen to the world, but let's look and listen to Jesus. Let's let Him give us the words to say, and let's let the, the day star 
the Word of God shine on situations and see it forever and ever change. Amen? Pray with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this group of people. I thank you, Lord, that even last week as I was dealing with some situations and I was very discouraged and I just sat down here in the floor and I was trying to keep my mouth shut in the negative and as I sat down here on the floor, I looked across the carpet and because somebody had been willing to give of their time and to clean the carpet, clean this church. It just brought encouragement to me. It changed my whole attitude because I looked and I seen that somebody was mindful of the things of God. And it caused me to get my focus off of what I was feeling and seeing and to be appreciative. Lord, that's the way that you work through all of your children. You cause us to see you and the things that different people do at different times. And I'm so grateful for that. I ask that you help us to see your actions, hear your words in and through each other. Help us to receive correction. Help us learn how to say what you say and to hold strong in your will and your plan until things change. Your word is a seed, but it has to be planted. It has to be nurtured. And it'll always produce. So right now, in every one of our lives, the one thing that you're wanting to deal with tonight, help us to be able to receive the correct word. The word that we can command and speak out. That we can see things change and come in alignment with your will and your plan. Lord, let it be. Let it be. I ask you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Would you come and make yourself an altar tonight? Let's spend some time with the Lord and just let Him just encourage you. Let Him give you hope in any area of your life that you may have given up on or family or friends or situation or circumstance. Whatever it might be. Let Him give you hope and confidence. Let Him give you boldness. Let Him give you the words to say that will speak salvation over somebody's life. That will speak deliverance over somebody's life. That will speak victory over somebody's life. Because when he gives you unction, they're not, it's not just words. It's change. It's change. Hallelujah.